Hi, everyone. Welcome to Stiletto Heels. It's posh tea time, my favorite time. And somewhere it's three o'clock and you're looking so glamorous and just like a goddess. Speaking about goddess, the Vestal Pleasures. Are you wearing your charms to celebrate how to cast a spell to each other? Now, my glamour and goddess approach may appear a tad unusual, but it falls into the traditions of art and sensual pleasures of the ancient Greek and Roman gods and goddesses are often connected to art. Now, today's goddess, like you, ever so glamorous, and you do have a good tad of attitude to brighten the world. Now, the mythology of goddess, I feel, is a woman of intuitive knowledge, power, and wisdom. She is you, the feminine, the divine, honored and personified in so many forms. Often, she's the goddess of wisdom and worldly knowledge. So I invite you today to explore your own theology of what is the goddess that inspired you to your own jewel, the womb of soul within you, the feminine. I urge you to embrace and enjoy the divine feminine and to find your G-spot. The G-spot is where pleasure comes together with a dash of glamour. Now, goddesses manifest, and I say often explores something new. I love when you try something new. And so many times people really resist change and they just would rather do the same old, same old, same old. I just find that very boring. So you, my dear goddesses, embrace the new, a new look, a new song, a new dance, or go outside and take a walk and go into a different place that you've never been. And... Perhaps talk to someone who doesn't speak your language. In other words, have fun. The more you play in life and the more you do what you love is the more you embrace your goddess energy. That's your core. And core is power. So I also say to you goddesses that love is, let's spice up your wardrobe with jewels. Now, why do I design jewels? I just love fashion and I just feel jewels just add just a little bit of spice and it makes it more personal and it's just delightful. And you can accent different parts of your body through jewels and have your face shine with earrings or show that cleavage with a long necklace or you're making a PowerPoint using your hands. So, of course, the rings and bracelets. People really don't use the goddess power of jewels. And I say it just adds fashion to your style. So when you go home tonight, my little goddesses, light a candle, open the window, turn up that music and dance. The most important thing in life, trust yourself. And that is so important. 
that will heighten your vibe. Now, jewels to me spell glam. And from ancient times, many people believed gems had magical powers and were often gifted to wear for protection, blessings, and to lure abundance. And I say, listen to more, and you're going to learn all about my icons, soft sculptures, and how you can benefit from wearing your gems. Well, ladies, I had a delightful lunch yesterday, and during the course of lunch, uh, we were speaking about fashion. And I thought of so much about fashion and the fashionable. And I always think of fashion always returns. It always is the comeback kid. So social status has always been signaled through fashion. And the monarchs knew their garments needed to stand out to distinguish themselves from the common crowd. And that often happened in Japan Uh, China, and even here, the royals, and even England, even through the role of monarchy, is different today. But the contemporary fashion designers will always draw inspiration from the fashion of the royalty of the past. During the last five years, we've seen such amazing outfits on the runways, and you can see similar styles If you go to see the portraits, the ravishing clothes were made of high-quality fabrics. The jewelry and the designs often featured religious symbols, which we'll speak about. The revival of royal fashion raised many questions yesterday, and I was thinking, how does royal fashion be translated into today's people's needs? I find that today, the vivid feminist discourse, uh, the corset has returned, and that we're going to get to. I think it's such an interesting concept, don't you? I mean to say that it's not the only way for someone to feel important, but it's really in many ways that someone can express themselves. So I always say glamour, pleasure. It should make you feel and look good. Now, couture came from theater, the couture designers, and it was offered years ago to the upper crest to have them make a bold statement, and they could do it by dressing like royalty. So like today, in many runways, many elements have been reinvented to fit today's fashion standards. Now, fashion is all about fashion and the fashionable. But I said yesterday, what did we learn from royal fashion? And we have been so obsessed with TV, all the theaters, all about royalty. So if you really observe today's royal fashion, you will observe one common thing in all the periods. Consistency. From Queen Elizabeth II, think of her vibrant, colorful outfits. And Queen Victoria, well, (laughs) she was great with the super tight corset. And think back to the Tudor era where their exaggerated dresses 
So if you think of Empress Elizabeth of Austria, think of Diana, think of Grace Kelly and so many others that have created a public image through glamorous fashions. Why? So everyone would notice them. Okay, Tatiana, so where's your G-spot, your pleasure spot in your home? Um, all right, so if you put it that way, I would say my pleasure spot is uh, either my living room or my patio, which is overlooking the ocean and overlooking the fountains that I designed. And every time I look at them, I have a great idea. Good job, Tatiana. Well done. That's wonderful. So do you find by looking out at the ocean and the sea, it relaxes you and gives you comfort? Yes, I feel like I'm floating in the water, so it kind of gives me a different dimension because the ocean is so close and uh, it's just so beautiful. And I feel that I'm on vacation every day, although I work full time. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. So while we we're speaking about that, in my book, Feng Shui Chic, I was speaking about the different styles and how different styles were attributed to musical notes. Uh, but often I was thinking of, yesterday we were discussing the ball gown. The ball gown is pretty basic when it comes to royal fashion. It's a great example to understand how to become royalty fashion when it hits the runway. Now, these dresses and gowns, the ball gowns, become fairy tale dresses with a little twist for today, a bondage. And they often are coupled with motorcycle accessories. So they're trying to make people not feel like a fragile little princess, but what? Powerful deities. And what's back? The empire waist dresses. Now, in the 1800s, we saw the Brigachon series, and you think of the dresses with the empire waist, and you put them with shawls and with dainty little accessories, uh, which were pretty much the fashion of the times. However, today, the fashion house keeps the design very modern and very avant-garde. Why? Think of the chunky shoes from the 1800s. Well, guess what? They're back again, and it's today's fashion. Well, now we're coming to part of what I was speaking about, the pop culture. We see our celebrities wear extravagant outfits. We just saw that at the Emmys. We see it at photo shoots, events, movies. And it's outfits that these celebrities don that makes them feel like the royal court. They're royalty. And as Andy always said, a celebrity leads the royal life. Now, this is how we get the message that the royal fashion is still relevant and staying up to date. How? Celebrities. Since members of the royal families continue to attend events, to stay in our public eye, the way to establish themselves as relevant is through fashion. They always have and they always will. The royal institutions, we're not going to go there today or the politics, 
but they have many ways to express their thoughts. And one of them is being fashion. Even think of the fashion where they're now for politics, while they're wearing ball caps. So today, many designers incorporate elements of royal fashion, such as in waistline symbols, and so many times, my favorite topic, jewelry. Jewelry is a way to make people feel like royals. And I always say, feel and look like a millionaire. Now, I was raised with fashion royalty. My mother had a delightful boutique in Manhattan, and it was always the fashionables that came, and I used to see them. It was like birds of paradise entering in the colorful, and the feathers, the boas, the furs, they were divine. Well, today, the royals continue to be influences, and they inspire our designers to make majestic garments. And they create a lot of times lavish creations for today's needs of the people. Many contemporary designers give a little twist to the royal fashion, and it's no longer designed to limit the body's movement, but rather to embrace it. So think of the Grecian togas, Remember when I said, Andy, you put me into a little sarong, but we embrace it to enhance its beauty and strength and our own glamour through what? Fashion. So the corset is back again. As Andy said, A, B, back again. It's readjusted, so it becomes armor. It's an iconic garment for anyone who wishes to make a powerful statement. And we've seen that since spring and winter, we see the corset is back. So while there are strong opinions around the matter, one can only acknowledge that for sure, every person has a choice to dress however they want and to feel like royalty. And while fashion is not and should not be a substitute for mental happiness, it can always add a little something to the way we express ourselves without having to speak. So put your corset on, girls, and hey, you have your armor on. Now, another favorite topic is religion. And we were speaking about religion and how it translates into jewelry. It always has. And you can love religion, but make it fashionable because religion is another characteristic of royal fashion. The specific elements have been great inspiration for many fashion designers since the 1990s. (laughs) Think back, we saw Madonna wear her religious symbol on a dress. Dolce & Cabana designs entire collections by the Catholic symbols, and even the recent Met Gala hosted an event based on Catholic images. The Catholic religion has been used and reinvented numerous times as a means to connect to the symbols of the divine for each person. Ask Andy. And even Andy's art for the divine Marilyn Monroe, the iconic, 
She was the iconic Madonna, similar to the church image, the Catholic church. So for myself, I always, as I spoke of the past, I remember my girlfriend and her doing the rosary beads, using the rosary beads and counting them. And I probably was inspired from my meditation beads that way. And I added a dash of diamonds to add some glamour to it and to sparkle spirit a tad and to make the divine spirit ever so glamorous. I love hair jewelry. To me, it's like wearing a tiara. So jewelry is one of the trademarks of royalty fashion from ancient times. The clothes may have changed over the years, but jewelry remains the same. And that's in the case of gems as well. So on the most recent runways, hair jewelry has been present numerous times and adding little flowers to sparkling headpieces and bows have been an important part. Uh, I always say add a little sparkle in your hair and it's like wearing a tiara and uh, it just makes a very arty accessory. So in summary, yesterday went during lunch and I hope you're enjoying your tea. I'd love to hear your thoughts here. Fashion is so fabulous. And when I look at the historical jewelry, one can ask yourself a lot of questions and about the significance of it. Now, I've always used icon sculptures and soft sculptures and symbols. That to me is so important because it's about why I created it and what is the function. And it's all about you. So oftentimes the design alone can tell you jewelry is an ancient art and it falls under these categories. It's beautiful. It's meaningful. And it can help art historians on their journey to discover more about our civilization that has captured the curious for ages, glamour. So it's a wrap for today. And as we look through the decades, it's clear jewelry has played an important role in fashion and in culture. So today, from the bold and the glamorous styles of the 1920s to the romantic pieces of the 1980s, which is pretty much where I focus upon. Jewelry has reflected the changing attitudes and the values of the goddesses. And today we continue to see a wide range of jewelry from the minimalistic and the understated to the bold and the beautiful statement jewelry. And I say there's something for everyone here. In short, while you're enjoying your tea, I often take inspiration. It's an intuitive journey into what I call retro glamour. They're fashionable jewels for the goddess roles that we play every day in life. And I think it's so important that we feel and look 
so good. So I want to take a little bit about the stones themselves and the energy enhancement. Now, some people do shop looking at the stones and being more into the meaning of the stone or the energy they produce. And speaking of energy, that's why I really chose the black diamonds. The black diamonds afforded me the yin and yang. It gave me the inner beauty. It's all about the dark, the mysterious, the sparkle, the protective. And that is the black diamond. The citrines is a great way to sparkle and shine starting from the morning. It's like a shot of energy bringing you positive thoughts. It's like a lemon zesty. And the topaz will balance your mind and give you focus with less anxiety. Perfect for the boardroom. And emeralds, I think it exudes confidence. It's perfect for special occasions. And the green will uplift confidence and give you good posture and opulence. And it gives you an extra boost of energy. Turquoise essential and it's good and it's calm. It's kind of like stepping out of the shower and feeling less stress and just feeling the energy uh, calm and serene. And the ruby and garment is spiced up. It's like um, it's ice onto the rose. It transports you on an ocean liner to new adventures. And sapphires are so luxurious and relaxing. Oftentimes it evokes childhood playfulness and fantasy. So they're great. And that's about a little bit I call romancing the stone. So I often, my favorite topic is cradle the navel and coming into your core. It's what I call hand yoga bracelets. And it's for on the mat and off the mat and to have you look and feel delicious and good. So it's taking time to go into a love knot position. It's so important. And it's below your navel point. It's the womb. It's the womb of us. It's water energy flowing crystal clear giving us our intuitive, the divine feminine energy. And it makes us look and feel so good. It's a perfect way to start the day with meditation. So I always say, put your hands into love knot position. And let's say, har, har, hari, wahe, guru. Breathe in, exhale. Breathe in, exhale. So it's so important to do this throughout the day. It's like gassing up your car. You know, when your energy is dragging, it's time to tune up. Well, take a moment, step outside. If you're working, go into the bathroom, take a moment and just cradle your navel and let it go, and it's a quick refreshment, and it just makes you feel so good. 
as you face the challenges of the day. So I always say, cradle the navel, love not, it's a secret ammunition. And of course, the diamonds, the rondelles, are little whispers of joy, things that you want to manifest. They'll keep you on track. So I always say your jewelry should be the jewel inside, should shine outside. So I wish you blessings and love and have a great week until we meet again next week. Have that tea, have that moment of reflection, feel and look so good. (laughs) 